0: With Elliot today, welcome Elliot. Could you just give us an intro on what year of college you're at and what degree you're studying at the moment?
1: Thanks for having me, Xander I'm in second year at college, and I'm studying law and economics.
0: Cool. Um, so why don't we dive straight in? You could tell us a bit about your upbringing, the schools you went to, where you grew up.
1: Yeah. So um, I've lived in the same house my whole life. Uh, in a place called Mitchell's Flat, just outside of Singleton in the Hunter Valley. Um, originally just you know attended school there um, until about uh, year, the end of year nine so I was just at the local public school and then um, decided I wanted to head down to the Big Smoke and experience boarding so I ended up at Trinity Grammar um, sort of chose that school um, because of its good swimming program uh, amongst other things and so did three years at Trinity and then uh Decided, you know, the logical progression from boarding school is to come to college, and I wanted to stay in Sydney, so I applied for a few different colleges and ended up at Drew's, which has been a, a very good decision.
0: Yeah, great. Back to where you sort of grew up um, around Singleton, what was that kind of experience like, and what were you thinking about as you moved from, you know, a relatively small place to the big city and, and into boarding?
1: Yeah, so I had a, um, an awesome upbringing. Um, I'm very grateful for. Um, you know, how good my childhood was. Um, so yeah, lived on, we've got a little property just outside of, outside of the town. Um, you know, just a little hobby farm. So, um, plenty of room to, to muck around and, and have a bit of fun. Um, and so that was a lot of fun and, um, a bit of motorbike riding, lots of, lots of sports growing up and, you know, just being active and amongst nature. Um, well,
0: what was school like in that, in that
1: area? Yeah. So there's a lot that, that can be said about the, um, I guess the gap between public and, and private schools, and I have been to both of them in in my um, in my schooling. Um, the schooling's good. Like you can you can really diss public schools a lot, but ultimately, I was you know when you don't I didn't know anything anything else, um, and so mm-hmm. you just went to the, the public schools there, and then um, obviously going to a private school, you realize, oh, like wow, this is a big 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 difference here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was pretty good.
0: And then, okay, so then what kind of motivated the move, um, you know, from there and from that public school life that you've been leading into like one of the big uh, private schools in Sydney and it just seems like a massive lifestyle change. What, um, what prompted the decision and, and how were you thinking about that at the time when you moved?
1: Yeah, so I'm not actually from a family where like, um, boarding school or private school is actually a thing. So I'm sort of the first one in my family to really venture into Sydney, um, and at the time I was achieving relatively well in school and starting to get serious with my swimming and just, um, looked at it and went, you know, like how much can I achieve where I'm at currently and how can I further my opportunities? And, um, Liz Woodcock's dad actually played a big part in this. Um, he was from Singapore he's one of my dad's good mates and he'd, he'd done a similar transition in year 10 or 11 to, to Scott's. Um, and I had a chat with him. I was like, you know, like, what should I be doing? And he um, thoroughly, thoroughly encouraged sort of moving down, um, and so a lot of it was you know sporting, um, academics as well, and just furthering opportunities, mm. um, and it was, it was somewhat challenging, but I, I think I settled in relatively quickly um, and really loved it from the get go. Like it was, it was, I um, just thought this is where I want to be. This is what I want to be doing.
0: Yeah, um, so I, I mean, I I don't want to stereotype or anything, but it seems like if. Public school, and if you know the type of environment you'd grown up in was all you knew, it's kind of hard to have that mental shift to think, oh, you know, why don't I think about something like a private school or Sydney, something that's a lot faster paced? How do you think that came about? Do you think it was you know your parents' influence or, or people that you have met? How did that initial kind of you know spark or attraction to to that kind of lifestyle start?
1: Yeah, I'd had a couple mates that had that had come down to boarding school in Sydney, and seen a few other guys do well, um, and I guess I wanted to emulate that to an extent, and so my parents, uh, one day I just approached them, I said, hey, like, what do you think, and they're like, oh, you know, if you can, um, and so I I sort of hassled them a bit, and, um, eventually uh, managed to get them on my side. Yeah,
0: and where do you think you kind of got that aspiration or drive to, I guess, want more for yourself or emulate the success of others
1: yeah i think i'm quite a driven person typically but um i mean that certainly comes from the environment you brought up in and uh, my parents are very hardworking, and um you know my dad in particular is just incredibly dedicated and, and probably one of the most hard-working people i've met
0: um do you see yourself i guess going Back to that kind of lifestyle or do you think now that you've come down here and you've experienced this and you've been to school here that this is where you see yourself I mean like longer term
1: I love the country lifestyle I really do and I definitely like to get back to it at some stage um, the city can just be pretty chaotic at times and it's it's very fast paced and busy and um, like one of the other things I notice is just the noise like there's just constant noise pollution in the city and you go you go home or whatever and you just consider like oh it's like just amongst nature, listening to that, so that's really awesome. But obviously, the opportunities and sort of the career paths that I'm looking to go into are probably going to be more city orientated to start with. Yeah. Um, I mean, into the future, who knows with remote learning and, and remote working, what what the possibilities will be? Perhaps I'll be able to live wherever I want and do whatever job I want. Mm. Um, I think that's quite likely. But to start with, you know, I see my imminent future more more based down here. That's for sure. And then I'd love to end up. Um, You know, raising a family and retiring and that sort of thing, back somewhere a bit quieter. Yeah.
0: So why don't we jump now
1: a bit more towards that time
0: you spent at Trinity and then your transition into college. Why don't you walk us through a bit of your swimming journey once you moved down and how that progressed and I guess the extent to which you've carried it on now and those decisions that you've made.
1: Yeah. So I sort of started to hit some good good pace with my swimming just before I came down to Sydney. Um, And then... Came into a new squad, and new coach, and quite a, a, a very different environment to what I'd been in. Uh, Singleton's got a, you know, a couple of swimmers and and a, and a coach. That, you know, um, But it's it's no big program, and Trinity's one of the more successful swimming programs in the country. And so that was a bit of a shock to the system to start with. I think the first term I came home in the holidays and was just exhausted because of the training load. <laughs> like, that's the fittest day I've ever been, but I was just run down because the school load was was rapidly increased and the training load also and but bit it paid off because you know sort of with my first year there I'd improved quite a lot and really focused on swimming uh, and that was great and then sort of the commitments of HSC and that sort of thing started to creep in and so I just looked at it what can I get out of swimming in the next couple of years and I was sort of just not really in the ballpark of making any Aussie teams at the time. So I, I thought, you know what, like, uh, I think I might uh, try and get good academic results. That does come at a cost of swimming a little bit, but in the long term, I think that was the, the right decision to make to wind back the swimming a little bit. I was still competing at like through eleven year 11 and 12, but not to the extent that I was in, say, year, year 9 and 10. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, managed to get some more right academic results and then, I came to uni and I thought, you know, like a lot of people drop out of the sport around 18, 19, because it's when you transition from the age group competitions into the opens competitions. And a lot of people really struggle with that because you can go from being the best 16, 17 year old in Australia, and then you're suddenly versing all these 24 year olds and you're in the same race as them and you just can't compete. And it takes a, a fair bit of time to work your way up to that level. But I thought, well, what am I getting out of it and how much of a commitment is it? and it's really as much as you want and so i joined the sydney uni squad here and decided that i'd just be taking it a little bit easier and not really dedicating my whole life to it as some of my other mates do they they you know assuming swimming swimming, swimming. Mm-hmm. and and it's been good to balance college and swimming at the same time
0: great and i guess so you you then filled that a bit of that void by Moving your priorities over to kind of academics and, you know, starting out with the HSC and then as you've come to uni, um, what sort of subjects were you drawn to um, in high school and, and how has that impacted what you wanted to do at university?
1: Yeah. The HSC, I was definitely more focused on studying than I am currently at college. There's a lot more distractions at college. Um, and I, I had a really great, um, so I did accelerated business studies in year 11 and I had a really great teacher, Ian Moore. Um, and I, I loved business because of him basically. And he convinced me to do economics as well. And so I thought, yeah, let's do economics. This would be fun because I've got a great teacher. And I did well in these subjects and, and it sort of sparked an interest that I have for, well, I guess for economics now. And so um, I sort of tossed up, you know, when I'm finishing school, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Like law, I'm gonna do economics, commerce, that sort of thing. And yeah, settled on law and economics just to try and um, get the best of both worlds in a sense. I still don't know what I'm gonna do, but um, I'm just, it's just quite a broad degree, so we'll yeah. specialise later on maybe.
0: Yeah, and an and interesting comment you made is that you feel like you're working harder potentially in, in high school than you are now with I guess some of the other distractions of life and college and I guess the more autonomy that comes with being at college as well. Do you view that kind of as a bad thing? Have your results been impacted or or would you do anything differently?
1: Yeah, so my social life's undoubtedly a lot more enjoyable now and that's a great thing. Have a lot more fun and spend a lot more time with my friends and that's awesome. It does come at the cost of um, you're probably spending less time than you would have otherwise on your education and working and that sort of thing. But there's a balance and... I'm sort of viewing it at the moment that i'm only going to be at college for a couple of years and then i'll have the rest of my life to um, focus on work and that sort of thing and college is such an unrealistic environment where you're living with literally 200 of your friends i guess and you can have endless amounts of fun and parties and you're paying money for that you might as well enjoy it yeah um and so it has its pros and cons but it's, it's for a short period of time, so we'll make the most of it. Yeah, definitely. And, I
0: mean, the reason I ask is because I 100% agree. I think we all get caught up in, you know, academics in high school and then some of us maybe feel like we've let off a bit as we've come into uni. But, you know, at the end of the day, my biggest stressful moments in first year were, you know, not getting the results I wanted in a few subjects. And I look back on that now and I think, well, okay, maybe I scored maybe 5 to 10 you know percentage points lower than i would have wanted but like the things i remember about fresh year and second year are like all the social experiences and the you know the events and the parties and those are the things that are going to kind of carry through and on the social side as well obviously the the times that you you know sit around in a group of people at 3am talking and those are the things that kind of add more to you as a person than you know the extra 10 hours you spend on an assignment so i 100 percent agree um cool so uh, we've talked a bit now about I guess, what you're studying and we've kind of segued into college a little bit what kind of things have you been involved in at college whether it be sport or other
1: activities yeah so I guess coming in last year the first thing that kicked off was probably the Rawson swimming campaign which is great fun it's a really good environment because it's quite social swimming can off I find swimming can be a bit of a um, anti-social sport it's a very individual sport but at college it' sort of becomes more of a team environment, which I really loved. And some other things, I've written a couple of Drew's news articles and been involved in um, the Expedition Society last year with Tom Hunt, which was an awful lot of fun um, and a really great challenge. We did that the um, the, the ten peaks climb, and that was just, that was great fun.
0: Why don't you drill a bit more into that? The Expedition Society would be great to hear.
1: To yeah, hear sure. So last year during I think it was the end of O week, Tom Hunt, who's this. Uh, he'd be, I think, a fourth or fifth year now at college. He, he came in and everyone went, who, who on earth is this? Um, and he had this very um, invigorating speech about how he was starting a group called the Avengers. And the Avengers were going to go and tackle all of these <laughs> crazy challenges and problems. And, and so um, he asked us to sort of sign up and I went, oh, this sounds awesome. And I think um, a lot of people just went, what's going on? Like And, and missed the opportunity. Uh, put my name in the in the hat, and um, he he created this group of about I think seven of us, and it was a bit of a, a shambles to start with because we're trying to figure out with COVID what we can do and how we can do it, um, and we just des- decided to um, yeah do this what we called altitudes for altruism, and so we went down to uh, like the Snowy Mountains and and climbed the ten highest peaks in Australia, which are all within about a maybe like a 15 or 20 kilometer radius. Um, And we did it in one day and we stayed at um, Angus Allen's place the night before, got up really early in the morning and then went and summited all the peaks. It was about a 60 kilometer hike and then um, came back that night and raised a couple thousand dollars for um, The Life You Can Save, which is a a charity that does um, focuses on effective altruism and distributes funds to effective charities. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, it it was a great idea and
0: looked like a lot of fun. Okay. Cool, so let's transition now, I guess, to some quicker questions or some more like forward looking, motivational type stuff. Okay, let's go with some quick questions first. Um, do you have any siblings? And if so, have any?
1: Yeah, so I've got an older brother and a younger sister.
0: Um, what's your favorite dining hall meal?
1: I, oddly enough, really love the, um, the green Thai curry, the fish one. Oh, yeah. Everyone hates it, but I think it's the best.
0: Uh, how many cups of coffee would
1: you drink in a day? I, I um, have made a strategic decision not to get into coffee um, because I don't want to get addicted to it and um, I've got a bit of a family, like my mum got addicted to coffee and um, I find that if I need to have a coffee for a particular reason that it's more effective now because I don't drink coffee, coffee on the regular.
0: Yeah, yeah. If your college room burned down, what's one thing you'd want to save?
1: the artwork that I did the other night in the paint and sip.
0: Nice. Uh, what are some of the goals you have over the next couple of years to feel like you've had a successful few
1: years? I definitely want to sort of get into the workplace to an extent. So um, starting with some internships and then uh, more into um, work. And uh, I'd like to keep going with some sporting stuff and um, trying to keep getting fitter and that sort of thing. I know um, you're on a similar journey, Xander, and, killing it in the gym. So, um, you know, have goals there as well and just self-development goals to try and be a better person, I guess.
0: Mm. Cool. And i uh, going to add a new question now. In, you know, two or three years' time when you're thinking back to um, August 2021 when we're filming or recording this podcast, what's one thing that you're going to remember fondly um, about
1: this time right now I think I'll definitely be remembering the the sea lane and the morning swims that that um, fogs and I and a few others have been going on most mornings we started out at bondi and um, we're doing that every morning in August and then with the change in restrictions we've had to transfer into the into the harbor Elizabeth Bay but we sort of just wake up at seven o'clock and drive out there and you know do a kilometer swim or however long it is and it's in pretty cold water so you your first Minute or so is not very pleasant, but you warm up and um, and it's just a great way to start the day. You just sort of getting out into the sunshine. The weather's been amazing, so just getting amongst it and doing a bit of exercise and it's a really good way to start the day.
0: Great. And and what's one thing you're going to remember about your social life currently and the things you're involved with socially with friends?
1: Um. Just the just the constant like ability to go and have a chat with someone. I just love how you can just walk into someone's room um, and just be like, hey, what's going on? And just end up in the most random and deep conversation. <laughs> and it's just a, it's just really cool because there's such diversity at college with, with people from all walks of life. And you can really learn a lot about the world and about other people at college by just you know, stumbling into a random chat with someone. Yeah.
0: yeah, Great. Uh, and then final question. Could you name one person from each year of your that you'd like to get to know better?
1: I'm going to go in fresher year, Jules Vahl. Seems like a very interesting guy. Um, In our year, uh, Finn Ball, although I do know him quite well already. I'd love to just, um, you know, continue to get to know him. And in third year, I'll be going with, I think, Jim Harding. Seems like a great bloke.
0: Great. All right. Well, that rounds out the questions. So
1: thanks for coming on, Elliot. Thanks very much, Sanders. It's been a pleasure.